What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, Wealth Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Russ, uh, you know, Valentine's just came and went and I, I went to the Dollar Tree to get the girls these kind of little trinkets for Valentine's, right? Little balloons, cards, you know, and I got to tell you, it's not the same place. No. I, I, have you not seen this yet? Like the Dollar Tree has been renamed due what, to what? inflation. They have now gone from Dollar Tree to Tree Fitty. <laughs> Hey, I believe it. I believe it. Because guess what? If you think that the government is telling the truth, that inflation is only like 6 or 7%, Dollar Tree told you it was $1.25. It, it went up 25%. Okay? Everything is $1.25. And uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not okay with that. No, I, I, I've not been in a Dollar Tree lately, so I'm going to take your word for it. But I did see that, that Dollar Tree meme that said that, and I've been laughing ever since. Uh, thank you for giving me a chance, to like a layup for that one. That, that was good. You guys can use that at home. That, that's, that's good with the kids. Hey, I know this interview actually went a little bit longer. It's because we just love this guy. This is somebody that we've been able to spend a lot of time with very valuable to our own personal passive income report. He uh, has been an integral part from the, um, the done for you land business that we, we run. And uh, I'm so grateful to be able to share him and, uh, and have you guys kind of hear some of his story where, where he came from, but I don't want to steal any more from it because here's one of the valuable things that you're going to come out of this is that unlike the dollar tree where everything's going up, this guest today, Mr. Scott Todd tells us he sees everything is on sale and let's hear why. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into the show, guys. We have a familiar face, Mr. Scott Todd, on the show with us. So glad to have you, Scott. All right, glad to be here. Scott, you and I got a chance to go out to Los Angeles, not too long ago. I hope that you won't tell any stories about me and my poor picking of hotels or Airbnbs or whatever it is that we stayed in. It was definitely not uh, the most attractive. But I, I want to take people to a story real quick that they may not have heard. You were really high up in a major corporation, the Hertz Corporation, and there was a, a change. The CEO had been let go. I want to I want to start right there as to what was going on there in your mind whenever you noticed that one of the, the obviously the head of the organization is let go and, and there you are just a couple rungs down trying to figure out how's this going to play out for you? 
Yeah. Okay. So look here, let me, let me set the stage just a little bit deeper for you. Okay. So I'm, I, uh, I get promoted in May. It's now September, right? So just a short period of time. Part of my deal was that to be promoted, I had to sell my house and move from in Orlando, Florida, by the way, and move to this little place called Estero, Florida. It's near Fort Myers, Naples. It's right in the middle of the two of them. It's a place that nobody ever hears of unless you're familiar with the area. And it's a small little town on uh, the Gulf of Mexico side of Florida. And um, we're living in a residential, like a, uh, a rental house that the company's providing. My kids are not necessarily loving me because I picked them up and moved them right when school was getting to start. Not happy here. And I come home from work. I flip on the TV. CNBC is on. There's that guy, Jim Cramer with Mad Money. And he starts off the show by talking about the quote like the worst ceo he's ever encountered and i'm like well who is this guy and it turns out to be the ceo of my company and he's putting him on the wall of shame like jim kramer has a wall of shame for ceos so he's putting this guy on the wall of shame and i'm sitting there sitting there and like i'm starting to break out in a sweat because i'm like uh i, I literally i'm like honey um well, look at this and my wife says should we like cancel the sale of our house in Orlando and go back? And I'm like, no, because the sunk cost fallacy. No, because we have already put a lot of money on this house that we're building. And, you know, it's going to be ready in November. And if we pick up and go back home now or call it quits, we're really, really in a bind. So in my mind, I'm just starting to calculate real fast. Like this does not end well for me, new VP, kids aren't happy that we even moved down here um, into a little town where everybody goes there to basically get out of the workforce. They quit their jobs to go to this little town. This is the big fish there, and I'm in trouble. That's it. So then wow. what did I do? Well, I start looking at options, right? Am I going to start uh I always wanted to have my own little fund, you know, like a, maybe a tax lien fund. I like tax lien investing. I'm like, oh, I'll do a fund. The problem with me is that I'm thinking like, there's no way that I feel comfortable asking people to like, you know, give me capital to go invest with them. And who am I? No one's ever heard of me. How am I going to go do this? How am I going to do it enough to even replace my income whenever that comes? And I'm thinking like shorter window, not even a mid-range window. I'm just thinking like, this is going to happen to me like any time. And then two weeks after that, the CEO resigns for personal reasons. He's, yeah, seriously. Uh, I know what the personal reasons were. And he, uh, so he took Jim Kramer's comments personally. Is what yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, and I like the C. I did like the CEO that was there, man. I, I really did like him. And so essentially um, he goes and resigns, new CEO comes in, you know, everything changes as just as you would expect. Next thing I know, the the CIO who was one of my bosses, the CIO gets replaced. I get a new CIO. The new CIO comes in and he's like, you know, slapping me on the back saying, man, you, you're a key player here. You're important. The next thing I know, I'm, I'm reporting to a new boss that has the exact same title as me. He's a vice president of IT. And I'm like, that's my title. Like, did I get demoted? No, no, you're still the vice president of IT. How, how does this work? 
who's in charge, me or you? My boss is like, I'm in charge. And I'm like, but how can you be in charge when we have the same time? Are we like co-VPs? He's like, no, there's no co, your report to me. And I'm like, this is even worse. So then what happened was while all this is going on and probably around the month of, uh, right around the end of September, right? When all this started breaking out, I come across this guy named Mark Podolsky, the land geek. And he's out there sharing, you know, all, all that he's doing with land. You know, he's got this podcast. He's talking about flipping land. And I'm like, wow, this is, sounds incredible. And I, I, I kid you not, you know, you talk about like, you, you hear people talk about like, oh, the stars aligned or whatever. But there were so many times where I, where I had some interest in land. I didn't know what it was or how to make it cash flow or do anything else like that. And I just, you know, moved on. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's anything here, but I came back to it multiple times. And then all of a sudden I find this guy, the, the land geek, and he's talking about cash flowing land. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. This is it. And uh, next thing you know, I'm mailing offer letters and going through the whole thing of uh, inner critic, self-doubt. Uh, is this going to work for me? It's got to work for me. Uh, everything's on the line with this one, one Hail Mary that I'm throwing and, you know, all of a sudden you start getting results, start following uh, what Mark was teaching and getting guidance from Mark and start getting results. And next thing you know, I got people that are sending me monthly checks every month and those checks start to compound and you start to get more and more, more energy, more steam, more speed. And from the get go, all I want to do was build up enough passive income or, or check mailbox money where if and when or when they let me go that I could walk out the door and say, I can move home back to the Tampa area if I want to, or I can just stay right here. It's my options and not, I got to go look for another job somewhere in America that's going to allow me to live the life that I wanted to live. So so from when you started that, um, how long did it take you to get your first check? Like when you started doing the whole Land Geek thing, how long did it yeah. take before you get the first check coming in the door? So basically what happened was I, I started, like I um purchased mark's training program on october 28th at 10 41 p.m i know the exact <laughs> date and time of 2014 and um uh i sent out my first offer letters two days later i didn't even know what i was doing there was no real like real support around there because nobody was or no one was going to share with you what what they were doing or why right so i was just guessing along the way I purchased my first property, which happened to be from another land investor in uh, November. So just two weeks after I started and I made my first sale at the end of December, I sold a 40 acre property for 100 down and 100 a month. It was a property that I paid $4,000 for. I was so excited to get that $100, man. I, You would have thought, I, I mean, I was screaming through the house. My wife's like, what happened? I'm like, you're not going to believe this. We just got someone to send us a hundred dollars. And she's like, you're this excited over a hundred dollars. I'm like, you don't even know how excited I am over this hundred dollars. And to this day, I mean, I've encountered a lot of people that, that deal with real estate and real estate investing. And they're like, well, what's your biggest note payment? I tell them, they're like, you're excited about that. Dude, I'm excited for every single sale for multiple reasons, which we could talk about, but Every single sale I'm excited to 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 get because 
um, it, it's it's doing multiple things, and I'm always excited to see those. All right, so that that one cell, roughly you know two months after after starting, brings in the first hundred dollars. Did whatever happened? So did did you guys just continue to to co VP this thing for the next four to five years? What what happened at Hertz? Everybody so, wants to know. So, like, so what happened was, meanwhile, so so you know, I got I got two sides of Scott, right? Like, I got I got Day Scott, which is like trying trying to keep my job and trying to to lead my team, and honestly trying to do the best I could because morale was down and all this other stuff was down, and it, you know morale was taking a hit. Then I had nighttime Scott and, you know, there was no partying at nighttime Scott, but basically what I would do is I would go home and instead of, I, I would have the cutoff, right? Like, okay, I'm cutting off because that company paid the bills during the day. And now I got to do the next thing, the side hustle thing. And I would get very, very detailed of the work that I was going to do. And, um, basically, so you got the first check coming in December 28th by, uh, April, uh, actually March 30th, March 30th of 2016. So 17 months and three days from when I started the program to the time that I walked out the door was 17 months and three days. The COVID went terrible. It went from uh, bad to worse, if you will. And uh, basically, I just kept on hanging on until one day, one day, they put all of the IT team on a call, conference call, and they're like, hey, everybody, we've decided to outsource the entire IT team of this big company to another company, I, IBM. And, you know, I'm I, I'm just as shocked as anybody else. I, I didn't see it coming. I I, I mean, I, I knew something was going to happen, but to outsource the entire thing, I didn't think that was possible. And um, I get off the same conference call as everybody else, walk out into the hallway and people obviously are crying and they're upset. And I mean, I get it, right? Like it, livelihoods were were lost that day. And while I was shocked and scared, I, I almost wanted to do like the George Jefferson walk through the building. Like, oh yeah, I beat you guys. I beat you fair and square. So yeah, it's a good, it's kind of a, a, you know, a mixed emotion kind of a day. That's an amazing story of really getting clear about what you had to do and following a process to get to the other side of that. And and the difference between you and the next person in that same department is staggering because there's a confidence, there's no confusion, right? Uh, we like to say that the, the passive income creates confidence. It creates, um, you know, clarity on what you're trying to accomplish and, and gets rid of the confusion. And that's exactly what you were able to do there. So Scott, from, from that point, help us understand what land has done for you and, and how you have, how you've grown in this, in this world. Yeah. So, you know, the, the thing is, is like, and the, what you touched on was, was exact. Okay. Because the thing about passive income that I think a lot of people miss is Yes, you generate the passive income, and that doesn't necessarily gives you freedom and options. First of all, it gives you freedom of, uh, options, and also gives you confidence. But as as we all know, the thing is, is like w- once once you achieve some number in the world, whatever that number is uh, for income, for example, once your obligations or your you, you know your fixed expenses are met, well, basically it's like taking a pebble 
out of your shoe and you can just throw it away and you walk with like no pebble in your shoe, right? The, the, the life, the road becomes a lot easier and you don't, you don't have to do what everybody else does and you can do things to, to create what, what you want or the lifestyle that you want. And you know, the, the reality is, is like, you can achieve that in many different ways. I mean, you can take that pebble out of your shoe, not just from passive income, but you could have a nice paying job, keep your expenses low and you have no pebble in your shoe. And you're like, Oh, life is good. But then you still work for the man that that man still controls you. Now you might say, well, I'm a, I'm a, a, an independent person. I'm a, I work for myself. I have my own business. Cool. And you know, I, I've talked to many people along the way that they have their own businesses or self-employed. Great. But then I tell them like, can, in the middle of the day, can you just pick up and leave or like, you know, do whatever you want to do. And they're like, well, I got to schedule it around. Like, that's not the freedom, right? Like, what do you want? You want the freedom to enjoy your life um, and the money or the money. See, like it's, it, it, you know, like you can create a business that you become tied to and it might pay you very well and you have no pebbles in your shoes. Or you can have both by building passive income. And I think that that's one of the things that I was really surprised about is once I built the passive income and I could walk out the door, I could work if I wanted to. I could scale it more if I wanted to. I could go as big as I want or as small as I want. And there's no there's there's no need to kind of, um, th there is no need to work unless you really, really want to work. And that life, I think, has created a completely different life than what I could ever kind of imagine uh, ever creating. I mean, you know, um, it, it's given me options that a lot of people don't have. And it's just, it, 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 it's the options that make life more enjoyable, I think. So since that, that first $100 note, the first sale, roughly how many, how many pieces of property have you sold since then? Oh man, I, I, I used to count, right? I used to count. I used to do the count by year and now I don't even count. I can tell you that um, I would, my last count, I was above 2000, right? Like my last count, I, we had sold about over 2000 properties. Um, you, you know, so we've, we've, we've sold just a, a boatload of land and uh, even, even, even in the pandemic, it's crazy um, to see how, to see like some, some of these, um, stories that, that I've been able to see get created during, uh, like watching other people do this stuff. These stories are always incredible. And so, yeah, for me and my team, we've sold over, uh, I know at least over two, I know 2000 properties. I don't, I can't tell you maybe 2,500 by this point, something like that. This podcast is amazing. Almost too amazing, Russ. There's too many ideas and I don't know where to get started creating passive income. Well, here's the thing, Joey. I think one of the things you need to consider in that statement is what is it costing you to not know? What is it costing you not to take action? I love the statement that says you don't have to be great to start. You just have to start to be great. If you're struggling on where to start, you have to know what type of investor you are. Know your investor DNA. And if you want to learn more about this, you can join us in our Passport Challenge at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash Passport. Get started today. It, um, when we when we were before, together in California, you were talking about it. speaking of stories. You yeah. were sharing a story of somebody who was in flight school. So if you, if you don't know the process, 
the Lingeek process, you, you can kind of do it yourself. That's the toolkit. That's, I think, what you were referring to, what you um, kind of started with. Most people will gravitate, though, to flight school, which I think is aptly named since Scott's a pilot. But it is, I think it's the thing that really gets you off the ground. It's the thing that gets you going fast. It's what, you know, Joey and I jumped into when we got into the Lingeek uh, kind of organization and, and looking into land flipping. So you were talking about a story of an individual that was in flight school and some of the, just the amazing success they had had at a really fast pace. I, I, would you be willing to share yeah. that story? Yeah. I mean, there, there was this, um, there was, there's, there's a girl who she actually just graduated, uh, from flight school, uh, I think in the last month or two. And basically her story was that she, she just followed exactly what we taught to the letter. Right. And she didn't have a lot of, a lot of capital to start off with. And so she used the strategy that we teach about how to buy land without deploying a lot of your own capital. She just executed on that thing. She needed to, uh, she wanted to, um, sell it fast. So she went to the, to the website that, that I run, which is called landmoto.com. She goes to landmoto.com. She listed on there. Person comes along, she had, she'd acquired five properties. Person comes along and, and says, Hey, I want to buy this one property from you. And she's like, yeah, no problem. And the, she's like, um, like, like, we want to pay cash for it. She's like, oh, okay, I'll pay cash for it. And you can pay cash for it, but she didn't even really own it. She did a, a strategy called land arb, which is where um, you buy it while basically like someone else's owner financing it for you. And so she did that strategy and turned around and sold the property for cash. And then she had to, she had to like go ahead and, and pay those folks off. But she sent me a note the other day, like, uh, I don't know, two weeks ago saying, Hey, I finished flight school and I want to tell you that I had created $77,000 worth of, of sales. Okay. Now this is somebody who did not start off with a lot of capital. And you look at that and you're like, well, some, some people might, again, this is, this is where you, it's easy to fall into a trap because you look at that and you go, Hey, $77,000, man, that's like one house. Okay. True. But she started probably with less than a thousand dollars worth of capital. And she's now grown that into $77,000 worth of enterprise value. And yes, she has to pay off some of the loan that she's financed. But some of these stories that people are able to, to do that I've seen through flight school are incredible. There's another, there's another couple, him and his wife, they, they are, uh, they're, you know, banging out the deals and, and trying this and they were struggling a little bit. I get on a call with them and I said, Hey, listen, you should do this, this, and this, they make these changes. They get this property under contract. And they, I kid you not, man, they pay 200, uh, they pay $200 towards this property. Okay. Two weeks later, they sell that property for $18,000. Okay. Think about this for a second. They take $200 out of their pocket. Womp. They sell the land for cash for $18,000. Now they owed 11, uh, call it $12,000 on the property. So they owed $12,000 property. They then paid the $12,000 from the 18. So basically they turned $200 into $6,000 in two weeks. And you look at that and like, that is, that is a, okay. Yes. It's cash in your pocket. But the thing is, is you can now go back and reinvest that cash. You can use that to grow and to scale your business. You can live on that cash. It's spendable, right? Like that, that's, that's freedom. That is absolute freedom when you know how to take something for one price and, and sell it for something else. 
All right. So Scott, you're, you're actually kind of leading me on to a question that I wanted to ask you. And that's, you said this in passing before, but that you see everything on sale. And yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's because you're shopping at TJ Maxx or like, you know, Marshall's, what, what do we got going on here? Like, why is everything on sale to you? Yeah. So it, 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 look, the way, the way I think, the way I think about the world right now, and this is, I didn't think about this before land. Okay. Because when I had my W2 job, you know, I had no idea on how to, how to create cash, right? Like, look, there are some people out there that they know how to create cash. They fire up the printing machine and they, they risk going to jail, right? That's not the kind of cash creation I'm talking about. And you know, there are other people that are really, really good at just creating value. And we all know that value comes and, and delivers cash, right? It's the, it's the value creation is what people pay for. But the way that I see things now is I know that I can buy one asset for this price and sell it for another price. And because of that, because of that pricing arbitrage, if you will, the way that I see everything is I say, okay, if I want to buy that, how many of those do I need to either purchase or sell in order to pay for that? Let me, let's take a, a very simple example. There's a, um, there's a couple, um, I don't know them, but I will watch their YouTube channel from time to time. And what they do is they go to thrift stores and they buy these things, these golf clubs, right? So they go buy these golf clubs. And the reason I'm even holding this golf club right now is because I watched them one day and I'm like, wow, that golf club, man, I like, I, I want to, I want to buy one of those things. I want to see if I can go do it. And what they would do is they would go to Goodwill, Salvation Army, all the thrift stores, and they will buy golf clubs for $3, maybe a little bit more than that. It depends on the golf club, right? They will buy these things like a golf club like this, $3. And then basically they don't really talk a lot about what they do with them. But then I found out like, okay, that there, there are people that are buying these golf clubs from Goodwill and Salvation Army one at a time, guys, one at a time for $3 and selling them for $30 on eBay. Now think about that for a minute. So somebody, somebody that's looking at this and, and uh, going, well, Okay. Uh, all right. Wow. They made $27. Whoop-de-doo. Okay, great. Now let's just put this into something practical. How much does a car cost? Like a car payment every month, a thousand dollars a month. I mean, you pick the number, let's say a thousand dollars a month for that's a pretty nice car, right? Thousand dollars a month. Well, if you knew how to buy a golf club for $3 and sell it for $30, well, all you need to do is sell 33 golf clubs a month and your car payment is now made, right? So you sell 30, 33 golf clubs for $30 a piece. That's $990. But what did that $990 cost you to get? $3 or $99, right? So now all of a sudden I can buy a $1,000 a month car basically because I know how to buy a golf club for $3 and sell it for 30. And I do that, but I do it with land, right? Because I that's that's my asset of choice. So I'll go out and I'll buy land. So if I want to go buy something, the first thing I do is I calculate, well, okay, how much land do I need to buy uh, in order to, to either cover that monthly payment? I sell that land to create the note payment. And then the note payment gets covered for, for my piece. And then I'm all set. Or if I want to pay cash for something, then I might go out and I'll say, hey, listen, I'm going to pay cash for this. Uh, 
I don't know, whole life insurance policy. I'm going to pay cash, you know, on an annual thing. Okay. Well, how much money do I need to go deploy now to convert to that? If I need to convert it for cash or the payments, right? So the, again, the way that I see everything is I see like, okay, if I want to buy something, I can buy whatever I want. I just need to convert it from land back into cash. And then I can buy the cash. And if I look at the two, everything is on sale for me. I love that, Scott, because what you've done is you've taken the Robert Kiyosaki method of saying, not can I, we can't afford something. Like he said, you know, in, in a, a typical yeah. household, that conversation happens. Well, oh, you know, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. Like this, this yeah. mindset of that. He says, the question is, how can I afford whatever right. that, that thing is? And you've put it in a very practical kind of systematic formulaic way of saying, this is how I can buy this on sale. I can just convert these land deals into the monthly payment to afford what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. And right. that's, that's very empowering. You know, here, here's another example uh, I'll share with you guys. So, a million dollars, a million dollar house in America with everywhere except for uh, California. And I might say that uh, I might say that I might say that Russ let me stay in a million dollar house in California. I'm not sure if that was a million dollars or not, but let's just assume that it was. Russ. We'll, we'll go for the good side. All right. So Russ and I stay in a million dollar house. OK, look, so a million dollar house is a really, really nice house in this country in most places. Right. Maybe not California, maybe uh, not New York. But everywhere else in this country, a million dollars is a very, very nice house. But a million dollar house is going to cost you about $4,500 a month, right? $4,500 a month at a 4% interest rate, $4,500 a month is going to be your mortgage payment on that thing. So, you know, what if, what if I wanted to buy that house on sale? So then like what I would do is I'd say, okay, well, how many, um, what's my average note payment? Uh, my average note payment, let's just call it 250 notes. Okay, so 250 notes, all I have to do, I'm sorry, $250 per note, sorry, $250 per note. So all I have to do is take that 4,500 and divide it by 250. And um, you know, when I do that, I thought I just did it, but divide by 250, yeah. So basically you do that and it's 18 notes. So all I need to do is go get 18 notes and that mortgage payment is covered every single month. Now, the, the difference here is that my mortgage is going to be for 360 months in the example I just gave you where my note payment might only go for 72 months. But so it's not, it's not a direct, uh, direct correlation here. But the thing is, is like I went out and I bought some land for a hundred thousand dollars. I go buy this land for a hundred thousand dollars that we 18 properties, by the way, for a hundred thousand dollars that we did sell on an average of 250. So my income that I produce per month is 4,500. Now, again, you got to understand like it, my window on that's going to run out in seven years, but then I can just go do it again and again and again. And so over a 36 year, uh, a 30, a 30, 360 month payment, I got to go do that um, five times. So now what is my million dollar house costing me? It's not costing me, uh, you know, a million dollars It's costing me, let's say half a million dollars in the example that I just gave you. And my mortgage payment is always made. All I got to do is every seven years buy another $100,000 worth of land. And my mortgage payment is made for me every single month by that thing. But someone listening to this might go, yeah, that's great because you know how to, you know how to buy land and sell land. 
That's true, right? It's no different than the guy that knows how to buy this golf club and sell the golf club. And once you have that skill set, whatever it is, and you can do this with anything, once you have that, well, then the world is on sale. Man, that that is just amazing. I love that. You shared that with me when we were out in California. It's been on my mind. I just got the the new bid for the the latest uh, plans on the on the lake house. It, it's gonna, you know, we're, we're gonna have to go find a couple of those hundred thousand uh, dollar properties. You know, <laughs> every few years, man. Every few years, yeah. There you go. But, but that mindset of knowing how to do it, and and I I know for a fact that this works because you guys have been helping us implement the same process. I think we, we just reported on this, Joey, were we up to uh, gross before all expenses and stuff, almost $19,000, something like that? Uh, almost 20,000. So we're, we're, those note payments that Scott's referring to, we have been following that process. They've been helping us with that process and we're up to almost $20,000 a month in passive from land flipping and if this is something that you're really interested in we've talked about it before on the podcast you can go uh, if you're an accredited investor you can join um, or uh, apply to join our passive income mastermind go to whatswhatwallstreet.com forward slash club 200 uh, the the land geek himself as well as scott todd um, are in that group but one of the things that that they've shared with us is that they they have a, a backlog of almost two years of people trying to get into this program that they've helped set Joey and I up in. But I don't know if even you guys have talked about this. I'm assuming you guys have, but Mark said everybody who's in club 200 has a fast pass. They get to pick it. So just, you know, that we, we've been sharing that. We're just letting people know like that there's a, cause you were talking about Orlando a second ago. Yeah. Fast pass. Yeah. Fast pass. My, my bit, my business yeah. partner didn't tell me about that fast pass. <laughs> issue, so I'm a little floored, but it's all good. It's all good. All right. Well, thank you so much, Scott. Like we, we're always um, just loving to to glean information from you. I know our audience has heard uh, different things. Probably have listened to the art of uh, passive income and and heard you talk before. But if you haven't already taken advantage of what they have going on at the Land Geek, totally encourage you to go over to uh, www.thelandgeek.com. And take action. If land flipping is in your investor DNA, matches up with you, this stuff really does work, man. Final thoughts? Any any last takeaways you want to share with the audience? I would just say, look, yeah, I mean, um, Joey, you you said this right, like the clarity of it, and it's it's funny because when when you get the clarity behind something, and you know what you want to do, and you truly believe that it's possible, right? Like this is this is like. This isn't Scott Todd wisdom here. This is just, just we hear it all the time, right? Like if when you truly believe that it's going to happen or you can do it and other people are doing it, the thing I keep asking myself is if they can do it, why can't we do it? In fact, I had my son here with me today and and uh, he's working on this project with me and I was showing him like, okay, look, this is where we are on this thing and here's where the the next group is. And if they can get there, why can't we get there? Right? Like it's just knowing how to get there. And my son, 19 years old, he's like, yeah, I agree. Let's go get it. And so it's, it's nice and refreshing to hear that kind of uh, energy from even my son, right? Like, yeah, let's go do it. Well, that, that confidence is contagious and it, it passes is, yeah. down 
as you know, my daughter is starting yeah. a land business because of you and and Mark and the Land yeah. Geek team and and man, just getting to to be with her and to see her taking off. Uh, it it's an amazing thing to the light bulbs go off that she's like, Dad, I was at my youth group the other day and I realized I'm the only one that doesn't work at Chick Fil A or babysit. Yeah. Like I'm the only one that owns a business and she's like, this is amazing. Thank you for sharing this with me. And so anyway, I have you and Mark to, to thank for that. And, uh, and the clarity that you got from building this business and being able to walk away from that job. There's so many people right now <clears throat> that are listening saying, that's what I need. That's what I want. And, uh, and I'm praying that you'll take action to do that. One last thing, because you just brought up your your children, and Scott, you were sharing this with me. Tell yeah. me again, how many properties your son <laughs> bought over a period of what time again? Oh man, this is a, this is kind of a funny story. So I tell I tell my son, hey, listen, I tell him, I go, hey, listen, because uh, he's telling me like, Dad, I want to I want to do the land business. I'm like, all right, here, just go buy land in this area, right? He's like, okay. I'm like, just buy as many of them as you can. So he does. Like he just keeps buying. And then he comes to my office. I think it was six weeks ago. He comes to me and he says, Hey, um, when, when can I start selling these things? I'm like, how many do you have? Like 20 of them? He's like, no, I'm like 30 of them. He's like, no, I don't know how many I have. I'm like, well, where are the deeds? Like, show me what you got. So he, he takes out the deeds and it's this mat. It's a massive chunk of paper. I'm looking because I think I have them. I honestly think I have them. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Right here. He gives me this. And I'm like, what? How many? Look, here. It's this. This is a deeds. And I'm like, how many do you have? He's like, this many. So we start counting them. We got three people counting them. I'm like, how many you got? How many you got? How many you got? 153 of them. Okay. 153 of these things. And I'm like, dude, how much are you going to sell these for? He's like, I think I can get like $3,000 a piece for them. I'm like, okay. You're like, that's half a million dollars. I'm like, how much did you invest in this thing? And he goes around, uh, $45,000. I almost fell out of the chair, right? Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> He's 19 years old. Okay. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, no. I'm like, wow. But then he's like, well, I don't want, I don't really want to, I don't want to personally sell them. And I'm like, well, use my team to sell them here. Just put them in the system. Let the team sell them. So now, now they're selling them. Right. So he's, he's actually sold three of his properties have sold. And uh, he's like, do I get this money? I'm like, of course you get, no, you don't get the money. You gotta, I don't know. You gotta buy some life insurance or something. Yes. Oh. That's the correct answer. Oh, I, I love it, man. Well, um, I, I know that um, you're many things. I, I posted it for those who are watching live with us. Uh, Land Moto, that, that's one of your, your, your many things that you're in. Tell us about Land Moto. Yeah. So Landmoto was the the name of my website. Like uh, when I started, I just made this website called landmoto.com and uh, it was just for me, right? It's just my properties on there. And I, I'm like, oh, it's just, it's just my stuff. 
And then in 2017, yeah, 2017, um, one of the platforms that I advertised on and a lot of land investors advertised on was called Land and Farm. And the deal with Land and Farm was that I would pay them $50 a month and I would get unlimited listings, $50 a month. And I loved it. I got leads off of that. And I, I mean, I was just a fan of Land and Farm. And uh, I started hearing rumors like, oh, Land and Farm sold and they're going to do away with this package and you're going to have to do this other stuff. Well, what happened was there was a company called landsofamerica.com and Lands of America basically bought uh, Land and Farm. They bought a company called Landwatch. They bought all these companies that became the land.com. And that company is owned by CoStar, which is a big real estate company. They own apartments.com, homes.com, uh, buy, biz, sell, or something like that, buy, sell, biz, or whatever it is, the, the business exchanging platform. LoopNet, you guys are not familiar with LoopNet. They own LoopNet. They own all kinds of these platforms. And what they were doing is they were calling all the people like me saying, hey, uh, two things. One, you can no longer have unlimited listings. And two, don't worry, though, because we're going to take all of your properties and put them on all of our websites. And I go, I don't want to be on all your websites. I only want to be on one of them, land and farm. Like, well, it doesn't, that's not an option. You get on one, you get on all of them. I'm like, that's not what I want. I only want to be on one. They're like, well, that doesn't matter. And I want unlimited listings for $50 a month. I said, nah, possible. You can have 20 listings for $50 a month. And I said, go pound sand. <laughs> and seriously, like I was furious because what they were going to do was they were going to charge me like $600 a month for, for this listing of what I, not even what I had, like to, to, to be even close to, to like what I needed was going to cost me $600 a month. And I'm like, forget it, forget it. You know what I told him? I said, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up my website and you now have another competitor. And they're like, you know, they're, they're just sitting there eating their sandwiches. Like, okay, no worry. I'm talking to the director of, of sales. He's like, oh, okay, whatever you want to do. So Landmoto became my spite store, right? Like I, I'm like <laughs> opening this thing up. And um, the cool thing about Landmoto though, is this uh, over the last few years, and especially over the last year, that website and the traffic to it's just really taken off. Um, and, and in fact, that's one of the things I was looking at this morning uh, throughout the day today is really the the uh, the traffic coming up with, you know, future roadmap stuff and just continuing to scale that. So it's uh that's my nice hobby uh that, that that you get to afford when when you don't have to report to the man right like i don't have to make a profit on that thing or i can take a longer term approach a lot like jeff bezos right like eh, if it takes me 100 years no problem we'll we'll do something so that's kind of like my that's my new side hobby there that's awesome that's awesome thanks scott for sharing with us today uh it's always a pleasure to have you on the show and uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, we hope that you will catch us on the next episode. Thanks, guys. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.